Amen. Uh, truly, that the name of Jesus is so beautiful. Amen. The name of Jesus is so wonderful. And I like that very last part of the chorus. The name of Jesus is powerful. Amen. Do you believe that Jesus' name is powerful? Amen. Amen. Lord, please give me the power right now. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I don't know, maybe the reason why I sang this morning is I'm a little bit nervous. But uh, I'm just thankful to God for this wonderful privilege. Um, actually, to be honest, this is my first time to preach in the morning. If, usually, if I preach, I usually preach in the afternoon uh, because, you know, there's less people, maybe. <laughs> and also, um, you know, in the afternoon, people are kind of, you know, sleepy. So I always love uh, preaching in the afternoon, so I'll keep them awake. But if this morning you're uh, here and you're worshiping with us, I appreciate your presence to those who are um, uh, worshiping with us online. I would like to thank you for being part of our service today. And yes, what a wonderful day it is, our Come Back to Church Sunday. I believe we have a lot more people in the church today. And thank God for you know what he's been doing in this country that... I believe the vaccine is working, <laughs> so thank God for that, and it's, the restriction is kind of like lifted up, and we're just so thankful to what uh, God is really um, letting us experience during this time, so I, I'm not sure if my PowerPoint, uh, usually it's Brother Gilbert who's, you know, controlling the PowerPoint, but this time I'm going to give him a break. He worked hard yesterday, uh, you know, to reset uh, the setup of our live stream, so I'm doing this, so hopefully... Um, He's going to be focused on the preaching. That's why I'm letting him not do it. But I hope that myself will be focused on my preaching also, not being preoccupied with the, this setup. All right, so the title of the message that I want to share with you today is How Not to Have a Winter This Summer. How Not to Have a Winter This Summer. If you have your Bibles, please open it with me, and I would like to invite everyone to please rise. Let's all stand as we give reverence to the Word of God. And if you have your Bibles with you, you know, usually since we have all the verses on the screen, sometimes, you know, even though we bring our Bibles, we don't have a chance to open it because, like, the preacher is just, you know, reading through and through. So I'm giving you time to go to, since this is our main text, at least, you know, go to our main text and use our Bible. Yes, uh, this... Um, the verses are on the screen, but yes, since we have our Bibles with us, why don't we use it? All right, so uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 down to verse number 22. Uh, it's still not working. All right, so no power. All right, so while Brother Gilbert is uh, trying to um, fix that, Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 down to verse number 22, let's read this all together. All right, are you there? Amen. All right, so verse 20 to 22, let's read it together, begin. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, 
For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Let's pray. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, we are so thankful. Lord, we are so grateful. And we are so happy, Lord, that once again we can study thy word. And we have a lot more people in our church. That is really so exciting, Lord. And we are just so joyful, Lord God, this time. And I just pray that you use me mightily. Forgive me from all my sins and my shortcomings. And I pray that we will humble ourselves, Lord, that we will focus on your word that we will internalize whatever that we're going to be hearing, Lord God, from your message today. And we pray for the Holy Spirit that he will freely move in our midst. And I pray for any intervention from our enemy that you stop it, Lord God, because we just want to experience you today. We want to know you more. Lord, we want to hear your message. I believe every time we listen to your preaching, there is something that we need to hear. There is something that we need to Apply, Lord God, in our daily lives. So, Lord, please speak to us in a very special way. And may you be glorified, no one else. In Christ's most precious name, amen and amen. All right, you may now be seated. Thank you so much. All right, I guess it's working now. Thank you. All right, so the title of our message is How Not to Have a Winter This Summer. You know, in this verse, we see that God, okay, there's the verse, God instituted seasons. Amen? He instituted seasons. And right now, what seasons are we in? I can hear some summer. I can hear some spring. But technically, we are still spring. All right? And for the past few days, we have experienced, like, really hot weather, right? Um, like, I don't know if that was Tuesday or Wednesday. It was raining so hard, but then it was so humid. It was so hot. So... Um, and then 90 degrees, 100 degrees, we've already experienced it last week. But we are still in the spring season. And yes, actually, Pastor, we're going to get there. Okay, our, my next slide actually is when officially summer is going to begin. Summer 20, it's okay, Pastor. Summer 2021 in Northern Hemisphere will begin on Sunday, and that is this coming Sunday, which is Father's Day. It's Father's Day, and it's the beginning of summer. That's why we're going to have barbecue. Are we going to have barbecue? <laughs> okay, for Father's Day, June 20, and ends on Wednesday, September 22. All dates are in Eastern time. Amen. And here in this country, we, ex we enjoy and we experience these four weathers, four seasons. But to those who came from the Philippines, we know the weather there, in the, I mean the season there in the Philippines, they only have three, Right? The hot, the hotter, and the hottest. Okay, that's actually just one. You know, but here we can experience the, you know, the goodness of God, you know, His greatness, because simply because of the, the seasons that we have. Now, I'm going to give you a little trivia. Who can answer me here, when did actually these four seasons start? Do you know when? <laughs> All right, so I heard someone says, after the flood. Okay, was the world different after the flood? Yes. All right, the climate before the flood may have been much more uniform than today. Not having the extremes in temperature. You know, every time it's winter, it's extremely 
cold. When it's summer, it's extremely hot. All right, what is the, like, the average weather that we like? That's why a lot of people, they like spring. You know, they love fall. Because those are like uh, the uniform or the more not extreme in temperature. The Bible seems to indicate that the seasons were established after the flood. Let's give a big hand to Brother Gilbert. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> All right. The Bible seems to indicate that the seasons were established after the flood. When God said to Noah in Genesis 8.22, the text that we have read, the last uh, verse of that uh, chapter in verse 22, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. You know, but what it used to be like, how is it like before? Probably, you know, it's so beautiful because there's no extreme temperature. But you know what? In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the Bible tells us that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Amen? God has created us so uniquely that He put us into this world and designed the world that in every time that we are in this world, you know, there is a season and there is a purpose. Amen? You know, last uh, Wednesday, we just had a tremendous message from Brother Bobby, from, of course, the Word of God, about uh, we are still alive for a purpose. Are you still alive right now? Are you alive? Are you with me this, after, this morning? Amen. We have a purpose. Amen. And today, I want to point out an observation in our ministry. Our church has been here for like 33 years now, but I, I wasn't here like through all those years. But let's just take this recent event that we are just experiencing. This recent event of pandemic, this COVID-19. What did this, how did this affect our lives? How did this affect our church? You know what? Uh, I searched from Wikipedia, impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on religion or the churches. It says here, the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted religion or churches in various ways, including the cancellation of the worship services of various faiths and the closure of Sunday schools, you know, especially when we are just starting this pandemic. And I believe in the Philippines, they are still experiencing this, you know, that's why we have to pray for them, as well as the cancellation of pilgrimages. You know, those who are going to Israel used to be every year, but now they have to cancel those ceremonies and festivals. Uh, many churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples have offered worship through live stream amidst the pandemic, and that is what we did also. And because of that, because of this, our church is experiencing some setbacks, right? Our church is experiencing some obstacles, but thank God because there is still growth and revival in our church. Amen? And we thank God for that. You know, I, I don't know, maybe some of the churches when they experience this pandemic, a lot of churches, although we don't have the pandemic yet, a lot of churches in this country are closing down. Just right before the start of the pandemic, I have a pastor missionary friend that he told me one of his supporters, one of the churches that um, supporting him closed down. Even before the pandemic, how much more when we had this pandemic? And thank God because our church is still here. Amen. Amen. Our church is still standing. Amen. Amen. Yes, we wanted to have a lot more of revival and a lot more growth. 
All right, but thank God. We need to be thankful because our church is still thriving. Amen. Our church is still focused on all our goals and all our missions. Amen. I believe the fire is still there. Amen. And we are st- we still want to do more. We want to aim more to do more for God. Amen. And we are still here. We survived. Amen. And praise God for that. But you know what? The last thing we want to see is for our church to enter into a season of winter during summer. Right? The last thing we want to see is for our church to enter into a season of winter during summer. Why? You know, too many times, the literal seasons of the year determine the spiritual seasons of a church. You know, when it's winter, everything, everyone is cold. Even their spirituality is cold also. But how come in summer it's hot? So should we be on fire? No, because on, in summer, you know, as we are coming into the summer season, school is out, summer has arrived. We are on break for most of the students, but not for all the employees, right? I wish we have a lot of break also. But sometimes since, you know, this is the time where we plan for things, right? During summer, and sometimes we neglect the work of God. We neglect the ministry. We neglect our Christian life. We neglect our spirituality. I don't want to be negative, and these things are actually good. When it's summer, you know, you need vacation. But you know what? Summer is typically a time of disruptions. It is a time of disruptions. I don't want to be a downer, all right? I don't want to be a bummer or a letdown. You know, I love going on vacations, too. I want to relax. But usually in summer, let us be reminded. Let us, um, let us know that it is during summer that sometimes there are a lot of interruptions and disruptions. I think about the momentum coming to a halt during summer. There's nothing more ironic than for a church to get cold during the hottest season of the year. The momentum that has built up over the first part of the year seems to hit a drop. You know, as we start this year, we always want to, you know, aim for a lot of things. We have a lot of goals. But since summer is in the middle of the year, sometimes we're getting too lax, right? Complacent. That's why a lot of disruptions and also a lot of distractions. What are the difference between those two? It sounds like similar, you know? As if there were not enough distractions, there seems to be even more during the summer. Vacations, amen, family reunions, ball games, sports, especially right now that they're trying to reopen everything, all the entertainment, trips out of town, birthday parties, game parties. Or I'm telling you, I'm not against all these. These are really good if we are just doing it in the right season at the right time, amen, at the right purpose. Okay, these are really good things, but sometimes these are becoming distractions in our service to God. The days in summer are longer with it, not getting dark until 9 in the evening, right? And you know, I was awake at 5 in the morning, and it was already bright outside. It's like our night is so short, so it's like you just want to get up and do something, right? The weather is nicer, and people seem to put God and the church on the back burner. Not just that, but also deductions. Deductions. During the summer, it seems every ministry take a hit. 
During the summer, it seems every ministry takes a hit. Attendance on Sunday afternoons and Wednesday night takes a hit. With all the extra traveling and expenses, the offerings drop. Involvement in ministry falls off. You know what? We used to have this annual spring cleaning, and we have a lot. You know, through the past years, we have a lot more actually joining us. But yesterday, uh, we were kind of like a little bit, you know, not a lot yesterday. So I don't know what happened. Maybe because I just announced like a few days before, so maybe it's my fault. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. All right. The overall spirituality of the church starts to decline. The youth group goes into vacation mode. Oh. Why? How come it's only the youth group? Because they're on vacation, (laughs) all right? But actually, we can say, like, maybe some of the groups also, but I hope that we will try to do more, even in summer. Amen? Now, to keep this loss in spiritual growth to a minimum during this summer, what are our usual activities during summer? Just to, you know, uh, to keep the fire going in our church, the ministry, we will have vacation Bible school. Used to be. Right? But last year we didn't have one, and this year I'm not really sure if we're going to have one. Okay? But hopefully we're going to have family camp. Amen? Amen? It's, you know, this family camp is getting us more excited. You know, because we're going to fellowship with one another, we're going to see the place, and most especially the, the preaching, the challenge from God's word will be there. Absolutely. And we will have outdoor fellowships just to keep everyone busy in the work of God. You know, to keep that, you know, minimal spiritual um, stagnancy that's going on. In spite of all this, some will get carnal and complacent during the summer, unfortunately. Ironically, they will have a winter during the summer. In spite of the heat, they will get cold, indifferent, and let their fire go out. If I'm going to ask you this morning, how is our Christian life? How is our relationship with God? Now, I'm going to give you some things. How do we keep or how do you keep from having a winter this summer? I'm just going to give you three points. Amen? So that was just my introduction. I hope it's not that long. Amen? All right. So how do you keep from having a winter this summer? First of all, keep worshiping amen Amen? keep worshiping it says the secret to having a spiritual i mean i mean the secret to staying spiritual anytime summer or not is to always spend time with jesus amen Amen? so let us keep worshiping not just on sundays amen we can always Praise and worship God every day in our lives, every minute of our lives, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did I miss any day? Uh, Is there a max day? No, there's no max day. All right, those are the seven days. Like every day in our lives, we can worship God. Amen. Every season in our lives, whether it's fall, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, amen, we can worship God. Keep worshiping. If you will determine to do these three things I'm going to share with you, I guarantee it will protect your worship. What are these three things? First is stay in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Stay in the Word of God. Give God opportunity to speak to you through His Word. 
Amen. Give God the opportunity wherever you are right now, whether I don't know those who are streaming uh, with us online. I don't know if you're in your car. I don't know if you're uh, laying on your bed. I don't know wherever you are. But every time the word of God is being preached, is being proclaimed, may you have the humility. May you have the desire to always, Lord, please speak to me. Lord, please tell me something. Give God the opportunity to speak to you through his word. I mean, you know what the Bible says in Job chapter 23, verse 11. Okay, actually, um, I wanted to read from verse um, 8. All right, so let's use our Bible. Amen. Uh, it's not there. So Job 23. Let's open our Bibles in Job 23. We know the story of Job. He's such a faithful servant of God and experienced a lot of pain and sufferings. Job 23, verse 8 to 12. All right, Job 23, the Bible says, from verse 8, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where, the doth, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him, he hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But, you know, there are times in our life where we don't, Feel the presence of God. Amen. But thank God because our Christianity is not all about feelings. Amen. It's all about faith and fact. That's why in verse 10 it says, But he knoweth the way that I take. Is there a moment in your life that you felt like, Lord, I feel like you're so far away from me, but let me tell you that he knows the way that you take. He knows what you are experiencing right now. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And verse 11 says, ito yung nandito, My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. You know, Job is like saying that the word of God is even more important than the physical food that he's eating. You know, when we are hungry, we can feel it physically. Right? When we are hungry, we just want to crave for food. But how, how come when we are spiritually hungry, do we feel the hunger? Lord, I need your word. So that, that is what happened to Job. He says there, I have esteemed the words of his mouth. He's wanted to, Lord, I want your word in my life. You know what the word esteemed there? I'm going to teach you like a little Hebrew word. It's so interesting because it says, Shaofan. That sounds like, you know, food from the Chinese food. Xiaofan. That is the Hebrew word for the word esteemed. All right? So we learned a Hebrew word today, Xiaofan. It means to hide. So when the Bible says, I have esteemed the words, I have hide thy words. Did the Bible say I, we should hide his word in our heart? Amen. To hide by covering over, especially or specifically favorably, to protect. You know, we believe that the Word of God, it's alive. I'm trying to look for a picture that a person that's like covering something, protecting something like this. And I was, maybe I'll, I'm just going to do it. So it's like this. When we're trying to protect something, using our arms, we're going to do this, right? Imagine I'm a chicken, okay? And there are like chicks um, uh, in front of me. I'm trying to protect all those chicks. And you know what? Imagine that the Word of God is like those chicks. The Word of God is alive. If I'm going to protect it, if I'm not going to protect it, what's going to happen? They will 
go to their own ways. Wait, how come the Word of God is like that? No, because I believe that the Word of God is supposed to be absorbed by us. It's going to go to us if only we will receive it. But sometimes we are not able to protect the Word of God. You know, it's going somewhere else because of a lot of what? Distractions. You know, sometimes even though there's preaching, we don't even know the message. You know, even though we're staring at the preacher, sometimes it's not sinking in. That's why the Bible says we have to steam the Word of God. We have to protect it. We have to guide it. You know, sometimes the Word of God is being taken by distractions. It is being taken by carelessness. And sometimes it is being taken by the cares of this world. We are thinking of so many things of this world. That's why we cannot see and we cannot hear the Word of God that God wants us to hear. So the lesson today is, is stay in the Word of God. Is stay in the Word of God. Secondly, is stay at the altar of God. What is this? Prayer. Amen. That's why the Bible says pray without ceasing. You know, praying will do more to build you up spiritually than anything else. And thank God we have this ministry prayer chain. But, you know, we should have our personal prayer life. I've learned from a pastor, you know, he has a different kinds of prayer. He has a public prayer every time he prays on their live stream. He has a private prayer, you know, when he prays on his own. And he also has a fervent prayer. Like he's really getting a hold of the grace of God in his life. Amen. We need to see the importance of prayer in our life. Jude 1.20, the Bible says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying, in the Holy Ghost. So stay at the altar of God. And also, thirdly, under that, stay in the house of God. So walang uwian ngayon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stay in the house of God. Not literally, of course, but this means that we need to be faithful to attend the church services. Amen. Not just on Sundays, every opportunity that we have in this church. And I would encourage you if there's like, if you have time, you can go to other, you know, uh, to the live streams of other churches, and you can like learn something from them also, amen? But th the thing is, we need to be faithful to our own church first, amen? So it's, we have to stay in the house of God. When you're going on vacation, go to church, amen? Don't miss church even when we're out of town. And thank God for our live stream right now, even though you're far away, we can still worship together in spirit and in truth. You know, the church family will keep the fire fueled, you know, when we see each other, we get encouraged, we get exhorted. But only worship on Sunday, not only worship on Sunday, but all throughout the week, we refuel on Sundays. That's why we are here, so that we can face, you know, this entire week with, you know, with hope, with positivity, with faith. And every time we go to the Word, we are being refueled. Because when we come to church, we are studying His Word, we have this preaching, we have Sunday school, and all of those this is not new to us. We've been reading it a lot. Hebrews 10, 25, but let's start from verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking. The assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. You know what? I am personally blessed 
by all your presence right now. I'm personally blessed by how many viewers do we have? 25. Oh, what happened? You used to be 29. Okay, what happened to those four viewers? I appreciate all your presence. I, I feel encouraged by your presence. And I believe that we are all here, not because of anyone else, but because of God. Amen. We want to put Him first in our lives. Amen. Amen. God has given us six days to work. God has given us six days. Imagine six over one versus one. We have seven days. All right. And God has given us this one day dedicated for Him, consecrated for Him. So we need to always come to church. Amen. We need to attend church. So let us keep worshiping, amen? And worshiping is not only during Sundays, but all throughout the week, amen? In every season of our life. So secondly, keep working. First one is keep worshiping. Secondly is keep working. Stay busy in the work of God, amen? Stay busy in the work of God. Of God, And let me tell you, there is always joy in serving Jesus. There is always joy in serving Jesus. You know, it's either you will work for our enemy or you will work for God. If you work for yourself and not for God, you're kind of like working for the enemy. So we need to work for God. You know, don't take a three-month vacation from ministry. Amen. And, you know, this pandemic is, has been a year. I don't know. It's been a year that we've been having a break from the ministry. It's time to come back. Amen. Amen. It's time to come back. It's Amen. time to do something for God. It's time. You know, um, during this pandemic, we just realized that life is really short. And we have experienced that, you know, a lot of our people that, you know, they went through that thing. In the Philippines, I have a pastor friend, again, who just forwarded me. He has, like, a co-worker. They were both teachers some public school. So, like, early 30s, she got COVID, and she passed away, and she is pregnant. I was really so, wow. That was so devastating, heartbreaking. You know, she's pregnant, she got COVID, and she, she died. You know, life is so uncertain. Death is sure. So when are we going to give our lives to God? Amen. I would like to encourage you, those who are serving God, whatever you're doing, do it heartily, wholeheartedly. Amen. You're doing it anyways. Amen. Sometimes a lot of like forces, they want you to do this. They want you to do that from the parents, from the, all the church members. They, they're demanding you to do this. But since you're doing it anyway, change our hearts. And do it sincerely. Do it happily. Amen. Do it hard, wholeheartedly. You know, twice Solomon pointed us to the ants for an example of working hard during the summer. And it's so evident during these days, we can see a lot of bugs, right? A lot of ants. Proverbs 6.8 says, Provided her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. So these are really working hard creatures of God. And the Bible says, God says, look to them. And we're going to learn something from them. Proverbs 30, 25, the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. You know, sometimes the, the grain of rice they're carrying is even bigger than them, but they can carry it. You know, they are strong, yet they're small. But, you know, they're doing it because they want to work. They want to prepare for the coming winter. All right, so the, the, the lesson here is don't get lazy during the summer. 
Amen to all our students. Yes, they're going to be off from school, but do something that is remarkable, that is worth while. Amen. Don't just play games the whole day. Amen. You can play but just a certain amount of time, but we have to do something. We have to work. Amen. And right now, it is your training ground. You know, those students, we have to devote ourselves into doing something, working. Because you know what? What you plant in the summer will come up in the fall. If you plant laziness, what's what are you going to reap? Nothing. If you work on something, you will surely reap something or harvest something. You know, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 9, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's why I told you, if you reap laziness, nothing, you're going to reap. I mean, if you sow something or nothing, you're going to reap nothing. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So now we can see here the things that we can work for, whether we're going to work for temporal things, those fleshly things, or we're going to work for spiritual things that's going to last for eternity. And the Bible says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen? Amen? You know, that is the ministry of God. You know, the question is, what are we sowing? What are you sowing right now? Are you doing something for the kingdom of God? Are you, do so, are you doing something for the work of God? What are you working for? Let's answer this question to ourselves. What are you working for? All right, thirdly, amen? Are you still there? Amen. amen. Keep worshiping, keep working. Last is keep witnessing, amen? Keep witnessing. Yes, we just had our evangelism conference, and this is all throughout our life as a Christian. This is such a privilege that God has given us to be a light and salt of this world. You know, let me say this. Witnessing isn't a sign of spirituality. Witnessing isn't a sign of spirituality. Not witnessing is a sign of carnality. Did that sink in? Not witnessing is a sign of carnality. You know, to be honest, I'm not the best soul winner in this room. I always have the desire to, you know, share the word of God. And just recently, I think that last Friday, I was off from work, and I had, uh, like, a really big regret because there's this guy who knocked on the parsonage because he's from PSCNG, he's a meter guy, and he's going to, you know, do the metering in the church. So I was able to you know, uh, facilitate him, to assist him coming here. And, you know, he came here, he uh, did the middle reading, he kind of used the restroom, and then he said his goodbye. But I was like, I think I should have done something. I was like, I should have given him a tract at least. You know, that is a missed opportunity. That is a missed chance. And I would like to start from, you know, acknowledging all the things that I missed. Because God is giving us a lot of opportunities in our life. Amen. You know, and we have to start by being aware of those opportunities. And it's so funny because the same day, that Friday, after our Bible study, uh, I was able to look for a perfect time to do my laundry during the week. So since our dryer is kind of like broken in the parsonage, you have to do it like three times or four times just to get it dried. So I went to the laundromat 
over there after the Bible study that was like 11. So I finished at 1.30 in the morning because it's perfect because my prayer time is 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 to 3. So what a great schedule, right? All right, so I was there and there's this one guy. You know, I know that God is breaking my heart, but I don't have a gospel tract with me. So that's another missed opportunity in my part. But I still have that burden in my heart. Lord, I, I want you to use me. You know, because witnessing will keep you in remembrance of the main thing. Witnessing will keep you in remembrance of the main thing. And what is the main thing? Souls. Amen? The reason why our church is existing, because we want our church to be a light. We want our church to have impact in our community. We want souls to be saved. We want Christians to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And if we keep on witnessing, it will keep on remind us of the main thing. Also, it's hard to forget about the Lord if you're talking about Him all the time. Amen? It's hard to forget about the Lord. You know, there's a lot of Christians. This is breaking my heart. Starting to forget God. It is breaking my heart. Why? Because we don't even mention His name. We don't pray. We're ashamed when we're in public to even mention the name of God. And that keeps us from our Savior, our Lord. But God's invitation is always there for us. So if we will just keep on witnessing, you know what? If we're just going to keep on talking, you know, that's why I believe every time in our Bible study, every time we have sharing time, you know, every time we say things about God, that's why we're sharing blessings. We're reflecting on what happened throughout the week. That's why um, our young people, every time you're asked to share something, do it. Because God has been so good in your life to us. And every time we speak about His name, you know, that's going to keep us in His fold. That's going to keep us from enjo in enjoying, you know, all these spiritual things that God has given us. You know, and also, it's hard to get cold on God when you're telling everybody you know about how good He's been in your life. Amen? That's why keep the fire stoked by getting involved in his ministry. Amen? And this is everybody. Share salvation of God and don't take a vacation from evangelism. Amen? So summer is referred in Genesis 8 as seed time from our text, Genesis 8.22. While the earth remained seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Also in John 4.35, the Bible says, Say not ye... There are yet four months. Okay, this is like procrastination. Oh, I'm not going to do it yet. There are yet four months. No, then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. When are you going to start sharing your faith? Now is the time. Amen. When are we going to start serving God? Now is the time. That's why keep worshiping, keep working, and keep witnessing. I, I actually have more. Do you want me to keep on going? <laughs> it's just 11.15. Okay, usually our preachers end like 12 o'clock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right, so 
Uh, yeah, I was thinking if I'm still gonna do this because you know that could be like it, right? I'm I'm done. But <laughs> Amen. Glory to God, Pastor. So, my question this morning: How are we today? How are we today? How is our relationship with God? How is our service? How is our ministry? How is our worship? How is our witnessing? You know what? How is the word of God in our life? How is our prayer life? How is our Christian life? You know, are we getting closer to God day after day after day? Or are we drifting away? Or are we drifting away? You know, I'm going to end with this. Two things that distance us from God. You know, there are a lot of things, but there are only two things that I want to share. Um, two things that distance us from God. Burdens. Burdens. What are burdens? These are, you know, problems of life. Who doesn't have a problem here? All of us. All of us have problems. We all have troubles. Um, you know, we're so blessed in this country because we don't have to worry about physical food. Because God is just so gracious and so good. We're, we have a lot of, uh, you know, leftovers. We have plenty. But still, we have still problems here in the United States. Amen. It could be emotional problem. It could be health problems. Relational problems, especially. You know, sometimes in the family, there's a lot of quarreling, fights. Those are our problems. And it's giving us stress. And it's giving us pressure in this life. And sometimes that is being the cause. Why people are not praying anymore. Why people are drifting away from the will of God. Why, don't, why they don't have time to go to church anymore because of all the burdens in their life. But let me tell you, may you be encouraged by this text. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Amen? If you have problem, I believe even when you're a young people, you're experiencing a problem. You know, sometimes you feel like you, you don't belong into this group. But let me tell you that when you're in Christ, you belong to Him. Amen. I'd rather to belong to His kingdom to, than to any part of this world. Amen. But, you know, yes, we can always cast our burden upon the Lord. And the Bible says, He shall sustain thee because He shall never suffer. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Amen. If you're a child of God, amen, when you have the presence of God, when you have the power of God, let me tell you that you have everything. You just need to call on Him. We just need to give all our cares on Him. So instead of burdens distancing us, it should get us more close to Him. Why don't we turn around the situation? Amen. Turn around the situation, whatever your, whatever your circumstances right now. You know, let us turn it around. And Lord, this burden, I know that you are always my light, my guidance, my direction, my only hope. So I just need to trust you. I have an illustration, like an object lesson right now, but I don't see it. Someone took it away. I put like a flashlight over there. <laughs> All right, can someone please give it back to me? <laughs> I know it sounds like strange. How come there's flashlight on that? Um, all right, so there you go. Pastor Sam, huh? No, kidding. All right, so what is this? A flashlight. All right, so um, it says here, put a light of some kind. While all other lights in the room are on, 
Okay, I'm gonna turn this on. While everything is on, I, I don't know if it, this is gonna work, I didn't try it, but if it's even, if it's more light, if there's a lot more light, maybe outside, this could work. But let's see, if I turn this on, what are you gonna observe? Did you notice that there is light in the flashlight? Okay, because this is really strong, because this is dual, okay? So if you want something, like, you know, heavy duty, always go to Dewalt. Okay, so, like I said, if there's more light here, this won't be noticed, right? Because all the lights are on. So while all other lights in the room are on, you can barely notice. Just pretend, all right, that you barely notice the light. Okay, but once every other light in the room is turned off, I'm going to turn this off and I'm going to request Brother Paolo to turn all the lights off. Oh, there's even a red light. Okay, so let's see what's going to happen. Once every light, every other light in the room is turned off, what's going to happen? It is more evident. It is more obvious. Amen? So imagine it's so dark in here. There's no, not a single light. It should be better if it's you know, during nighttime, but it's not. All right, you see it clearly, and it helps you to see the room around you as well. So the light from this flashlight is more obvious because of the imagined darkness around this place. See, that's the whole point of lighthouses. You know, you barely notice their light during the day, but when storms and nightfall come, they direct ships toward safety and away from danger. In the same way, the way we live our lives in the darkest of times demonstrates that God is our hope, amen, and that He is our life. Struggles and hard times illuminate Him in our lives. Amen. You know, sometimes we are all in the darkness of our life with all the things going on in this world. But let me tell you that in the darkness that we are experiencing, the light of God can be shown. Amen. We can see His light. All right, thank you, Brother Paolo. Okay, that's cool. So that's the first thing that distance us from God, burdens. But the second one is blessings. You know, sometimes God has blessed people. They're asking for that blessing, but after that blessing, it's sad to say they're gone. That's why sometimes blessings are becoming curse. You know, when you get the job, you got so busy and you don't have time for God anymore. You got promoted and you got busy and we don't have time for God anymore. Material blessings, even relationships. Sometimes when we enter into a new relationship, you know, if God is not the center of that and that relationship is keeping us away from His will in our lives, from His presence, then that blessing, instead of blessing, that should be a blessing, it's becoming a curse. So instead of distancing us, those blessings, it should get us more close to Him. Amen, because we appreciate it. Lord, thank you for this blessing. And because you have blessed me, you know what happened to, um, so, to Hannah? We just had that short devotion in my uh, Bible study group. You know, she has the prayer, Lord, give me a son. And when God has answered her prayer, what happened? Oh, I'm going to keep this. This is mine. You know, I labored for it. No, she kept her word because she said, I'm going to give it back to you, Lord. If you have given me a son, this is my prayer. I made the vow. I'm going to give it back to you. When God answered her prayer, what happened? She willingly and joyfully gave Samuel back to God because that was her promise. That was her blessing, but she did not keep it 
on her own, but she gave it to God because that was her promise. And God has blessed the life of Samuel. And that gave joy to the mother. Samuel is one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. So I'm going to close. Oh, sorry. In every season of our life, let us keep worshiping. Amen. Keep working and keep witnessing. Amen. All glory to God. Let's pray. My gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And while everyone is uh, bowed down and our eyes closed, I just want to, before I leave this pulpit, to give all the glory to God. And just really appreciate for all the hearers. And uh, my prayer is that we will be doers of the word, not just hearers only. So let me ask Pastor Sam for invitation. Thank you. This is one of uh, the best part of our worship service. After the message, the preaching, um, we allowed some time to commune with God. And if I ask you right now, how many of you have been blessed by the message today? That you're glad you're here to hear the Word of God. Raise your hands. All right. Hands all over the place. Thank you. You can put it down. So whatever God has spoken to you with, um, let's talk to the Lord um, individually, silently. He can hear uh, the cries of your heart. He can, you can speak your mind to Him. You can talk to Him. And he will listen and hear and make a decision that I will keep God in my life. I'll keep on worshiping, keep on working. I'll keep on witnessing for his glory. You know, on the other side, if you try to work for the Lord, if your life is useful and you are doing something for God, we know that our enemy, the devil, is trying to work against you. He will. Kasi hindi niya pakikailaman yung kristyano na walang ginagawa sa Panginoon. You know, he will not bother a person who's not growing or serving, working for the Lord because that's what he intends for a Christian. If he knows he cannot steal their soul anymore because... They are saved, but they will, he will try to discourage them, make them useless in the kingdom of God. And this is a, a wonderful self-examination, evaluation of our personal walk with God. Yes, we had a long break. And sometimes for a Christian, winter is long, too long and cold. But it's now time to get active again and feel the warmth of God's love and that He still has a plan and a purpose desire for us. As I said, the enemy will work against us. He will give distractions to keep our minds from focusing on what really matters. But right now, let's ask the Lord, Lord, give me the victory. I want to make a decision right now to be on fire in my relationship with you, in my service, I want to stay in the Word. I want to stay in church. I want to keep on praying. These are my wonderful spiritual weapons and tools of defense and offense to continue to have this fight in my spiritual life. Let God get the victory and the glory for you this summer.
If you're here, you're not saved. What I mean is you don't have a personal relationship with Christ. You don't know for sure if that comes your way, you have a home in heaven. I encourage you, why not trust Christ today? He loves you so much. He died for your place on the cross of Calvary because sin has to be paid for. And for in order for us to pay our sin, we have to be separated to God forever in hell. We have to pay for it for all eternity. But Christ took that punishment. He suffered hell for us when he was on the cross. He shed his blood. After he died for you and me, praise be to God, he rose again. And he's inviting people to trust him. He is the only way, the truth, and the life. And that is an absolute truth. It's the one that will judge us when we face him in eternity after death. What have you done to my son? God will say, my eternal gift to mankind. So if you're here today, just call upon his name. Ask him to save you. Trust him. And he will save you today. This is a prayer of accepting Christ. If you want to follow it, pray it with all your heart. Really mean it to God. And say it like this. Lord Jesus, I believe that I'm a sinner. And I thank you for your love. That you died on the cross for my sins. You shed your blood. And you rose again for my salvation. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. Save me today and help me to know you more and serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you had trusted Christ today as your Savior. If you have done so, let us know. And for Christians here, the message is clear. The message is powerful. Don't let our carnal flesh, don't let the world, don't let the devil have victory in your life. It's about time. It's a high time to wake out of sleep, as the Bible says. For our redemption draweth nigh. The day is approaching as we see what's happening in the world right now with the spiritual decay, moral decay, what's happening in the Middle East of the soon return of Christ. Now we are encouraged to keep on working, keep on worshiping, keep on witnessing while there's still time because our greatest treasure in this world is our relationship with Jesus. What we do for His glory, what we invest in souls, what we invest in the work of God is a matter of eternal dividends. So let's keep on. If you're discouraged today, just look at God's blessing. Lord, despite of my unfaithfulness, you still bless me. I'm still alive today because I know that you have a purpose and a reason and a plan in my life. Help me, Lord, to follow your will. Give me wisdom. Instruct me. Guide me. Father in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for this. A powerful message that we've heard. Thank you for using your servant. Thank you, Lord, that you promise that your word will not return void. Yes. It will uh, judge us one day. It will, Lord, give us, Lord, what we truly need. And we'll be wise enough, Lord, to take heed and uh, be doers of thy word. And we pray, Lord, that we can maybe be able to share this message that we heard to 
our other Christian friends who seems like as we look at their lives, they are in this winter season of their spiritual walk with you. May you also, Lord, empower them and enlighten them. And uh, our desire, Lord, as we see the day approaching, that we will continue, Lord, to look upon you and serve you with all our best. Bless your word now in our hearts, for we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.